You're listening to Stockport County Live with me, Martin Johnston, over here. <laughs> clever, clever. <laughs> I like it. I like the way you mix it up every week. It's, you know, the, the fans respect that. Do they? Yeah, I think I think that they've come to expect everything. Do, oh. we, do we have fans? <laughs> well, <they're listening. laughs> Shall we be more accurate and just say the listeners? <laughs> yeah, the, the people that endure this bit so they can listen to Jim Gannon. Uh, we're lucky this evening that you've been to see Jim already, so we have a much, much more contextual chat for you tonight. Context. And I must say that you are uh, in remarkably upbeat mood, considering uh, the state of play of Stockport County at the moment. Well, I was until you mentioned the state of play of Stockport County at the moment. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's kind of what we have to do on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, can we not talk about Toy Story 4 instead? <laughs> we were just talking about Toy Story. Emotional roller coaster I was put through at the weekend. Well, it's the same. It's the same. Fantastic. You're on a, a similar roller coaster at the moment. Uh, yeah, so Saturday was. Um, the football wasn't good. Um, it wasn't bad. I thought in spells we looked okay. Um, but. Uh, when you give away a third penalty in as many games and when things just aren't going your way in the shape of two own goals, uh, yeah, the defeat tends to be inflicted upon you. And Torquay were clinical. Torquay stuck to their task. We had more shots than they did. We had better possession than they did. But they've got the three points, so none of that counts for anything. Yeah, as we said last week that, you know what, County really needed good performance and just to dig in and, and find it from somewhere. And then you, you get a game which, as bad as it can possibly be in terms of no goals again at home, um, you lose 4-0, but you lose by two own goals and a, and a penalty. It's it's just, you know, how how bad can it get? Well, talk, Torquay had Jamie Reid up front, who was... Um, Jim Gannon, if you remember last week, tipped Jamie Reid to potentially turn out to be the top scorer in the division this season. He's that good. So he was one to keep an eye on. And every time he got the ball, especially in the first half, you couldn't sit comfortably. He was just he was just ready to do something. You know, they have a winger who can take people on for fun, give it to him, and he's just oh, he's the kind of player that you'd love to have in your team, but you would hate to play against. Um uh, and he, he did what he did last weekend. Now um, County, of course, in recent weeks have been missing Ash Palmer and they've been missing him badly. I love Festus Arthur. I actually thought him, Sam Minahan, I thought they were okay at the weekend. And he, Festus got man of the match, which is great for him personally. But um, unfortunately, when he's up against that calibre of player, he's just coming into the game. Whereas Jamie Reid was the top scorer in the South last season, tipped by the gaffer to be the top scorer in this division this season. So he's up against uh, a real, real challenge there. And the fact that. Ash Palmer's missing, it counts. And, you know, uh, to, to give a, a slight spoiler away, Jim Gannon will speak about Ash Palmer in this interview coming up um, and says that, you know, he's hoping to have him back this weekend. And and I don't think there's any coincidence that we're losing games while he's not in the squad. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? We talked about him. I think it, if it wasn't last week, it was the week before we talked about Ash Palmer and talked about how when he first came to the club, we kept saying we wanted to see more. We can see flashes of it. He needs to take control. But but boy, oh boy, when he's playing well this season, the the, uh, the team's playing well and he's really been missed. When when we won promotion last season and when we went out on the celebrations afterwards when, when everything was wrapped up and said and done, we were out with some of the players in a 
a well-known Stockport establishment that rhymes with Shmedbury Hall. <laughs> and um, and uh, we were in there and, and all the players were singing over and over again and all the fans that, that were in there as well. The song that I'm not going to sing the whole um, words of, in, just in case there's little ears listening, but Ashley Palmer's magic and he wears a magic hat. Uh, and he was so embraced in the culture of the club because... He was that commanding, booming figure that people talk about the days of the 90s gone by, you know, when Mike Flynn was there. And in, in, in Jim Gannon's team that won promotion at Wembley all those years ago, and Ashley Williams was part of uh, such a great team, so on and so forth. And, and Ash Palmer, yeah, at first he struggled. And I, I'm no way putting him on the platform uh, of some of those players from years gone by just yet. But he is a player that has commanded that centre-half position since coming in. And it just goes to show you that when he's lost, when he's out of the squad, he, like you say, boy oh boy, he's missed. We've got plenty more to talk about, including an impressive debut despite the, the scoreline and the fact that Jim just thought, saw that, said that Turkey were completely ruthless. But let's hear your interview with Jim and uh, some interesting news about how we're trying, going to try and dig ourselves out of this. Um, this is Chris talking to Jim Gannon tonight. Jim, Thursday evening back at Edgeley Park. There's a downpour going on outside. But we're in the, thankfully, in the warmth and the dry. Disappointing result of the weekend. Dust has settled a little bit. Just just talk us through what happened. <sighs> well, it's one of them where, you know, you just... You set your team up and you think you've added a bit of quality and you think, right, they're highly motivated. And then um, inexplicably for the third game in a row, we've committed a foul that's led to a penalty. And then it's um, you can see a little bit of tension creeping in and then two own goals and before you know it, a fourth one. And we look like shell-shocked. Um, again, I can... I can do loads of work on. I mean, you know, everybody knows my principles in terms of no fouls, hustling teams, working hard, setting um, good layers in the team. You know, in terms of stopping them getting up the pitch, making sure people don't get behind you. But um, I didn't see any of that work first half on Saturday, and um, I just seen people doing the antithesis of everything I ask: um, fouling people, giving the ball away, um, not tracking runners, um, playing poor football. Um, just really disappointing. Um, we, we salvaged a little bit of football respect and pride in the second half, but uh, for many people it was too little and not enough. Um, and the result still stands as our a, a heaviest a home defeat for quite a while. On the game, I, I, I don't want to dwell over it too much, but um, one positive, you've you brought in a new player, big reputation. You've now seen him in a game and you've had a couple of training sessions with him. Just give us your verdict on the new boy. It was probably a bit harsh for, for Hammy to come in and, um, you know, from straight in, uh, tough one, doesn't know the lads and doesn't know all the things, but we're just hoping that just his presence on the pitch will give us that little bit of spark and, and you can see the spark. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's um, it's really good to have a player of that quality. I think uh, this level has been um, quite a stretch for some of our players um, and I feel that we, we need somebody now that's just got something different um, the ability to get a goal out of nothing, the ability to create something, um, and a real a player with just um, not just a reputation, but also the skills to go with that reputation. So, looking forward to getting them fit and, and integrating them much more into the team and um, see where we go with it. 
on to the training sessions that followed Saturday, Saturday then. He's integrating with the squad. How is the squad as a whole? I know I asked you this last week, um, but Torquay at home was a chance for County to turn over a new leaf, to, to get back to winning ways. It was a heavy defeat. How have the lads been with the new boy, with the result in general this week? Yeah, a little bit like myself. It's, it's a bit inexplicable to, to, to explain um, what went on. Even you know post-match, we talking about my principles and the principles of which we've become successful, the, the, the bits that we wanted to keep working on to, to, to get ourselves from this losing position to a winning position. Um, and what we can't do is make individual errors, individual fouls that cost goals. Um, so but we dusted ourselves down. The lads always train really well. We've had three great training sessions. I think that the, uh, the the tempo has been really good. Uh, the work that we've done on endurance, power, and speed on the three different days has been excellent. Um, I was commenting to the staff tonight that I looked across the training pitch tonight and I thought this is the strongest we squad we've had available. Um, you know, maybe maybe people will lament the loss of the players from last year, and it's not this squad isn't as strong as last year's. Um, but you know, I beg to differ on that one. You know, with the likes of Joel Leasley and. Adam Hamill added to the ranks and the return of Sam Walker from suspension and Ash Palmer. We've got um, all our defenders fully fit. Um, Festus really up to speed now, competing there with them. Uh, a good array of midfielders in Paul, Sam, Elliot, Connor. And off the flanks, you've got Adam, Joel Leasley, Adam Hamill. Um, Frank and Nyla worked really hard in training. Maybe the rebuke on Saturdays and um, stimulate, if you like, a, a kind of response from them to, to up the game. I think we all know we're very lucky to be at this level and, and lucky to be working in football. And what we have to do is make sure that it's not a, a lack of application, a lack of hard work and a lack of bringing all your skills to the table that uh, means that you're not in the game anymore. You mentioned Ash Palmer there. A, a, lot, of, a, lot, a lot of fans' ears will prick up at his... His name being talked about when you say all all the defence is now fully fit, I in no way mean this as a slant, Festus Arthur. But does Ash Palmer coming back into the side does that does that give you a big boost defensively because he's he's been so important for County since he's since he started here. Yeah, he's been really important. Um, the magic hat has been has brought a kind of a, a real presence to um, the back four, um, and I think that maybe. Um, you know, we underestimate the, the, the personality and the presence that comes with a player of Ash's uh, ability. Um, I think there's been a number of issues with the back four in terms of new players getting to know each other. Um, you know, I haven't helped with a couple of changes I made, especially at Boreham Wood. We looked even worse trying to freshen things up. Um, so we went back to basics, tried to get our best back four out, um, protect them as well as we can and let them go about their business. But unfortunately, the teams are getting amongst us and getting behind us and getting... Um, and well, we're even getting to the point now where we're putting the ball in the net for them. So, um, But yeah, no, I think Ash being back... Um, Fester's had a, a couple of issues um, with his feet and blisters, and so uh, he's missed a couple of training sessions, but he's back uh, fresh and looks better for the couple of days' rest. Um, really, really competitive. And, and what I like of what, what Festus is doing is really putting pressure on the likes of Jordan King, Paul Temple and Sam Walker in terms of, oh, I, I can play your position. And I think Gaffer have done enough in the last two or three games to suggest that I could do their job and you wouldn't have to worry. So I think um, 
you know, and that's a real positive that's come out of this last two or three games. Um, but yeah, Ash being back is um, a real plus for the back line. I think Sam Walker had a tremendous first half against Solly Moores, apart from sending off. Um, so I think he'll give us um, that grit and determination that Sam does. You know, he's the Players' Player of the Year. Um, so they're, they're two massive players and um, every big player that we get back and every every little bit more we get out of every player is going to make a difference in terms of moving us to where we want to go. You talk about players raising the game in training this week. They've all been applying themselves and working really hard. There was a comment in your, in your post-match on Saturday where you were talking about spending budget and looking to improve. As a, as a player, if you're a player listening to that and you know you've just had a few defeats and you're thinking, I've, I've not played maybe as well as I could have done, does that make you raise your game? Does that is that the, the fire, if you like, at the toes just to spur you on a little bit? I don't know. We live in a modern world now where you can't really say things to people um, because they go backwards uh, if you're too harsh on them. Um, you know, Winston Churchill once said... Um, Criticism's like pain without you don't know anything's wrong. But if you don't tell people what's wrong, how do they know something's wrong? Uh, if you don't take somebody out of the side, do they, how do they know that they're not playing well? And I think we've got a couple of players who perhaps think, I'm part of this team and I've forgotten that you have to work really hard to keep that shirt. And I wish there was much more competition and a fierce rivalry between the 9s, the 10s, the 11s, anybody that's competing for positions. Um, and, and we want to create that. Um, I put the challenge down. I, I, you know, the lads have to be respectful to me. I've shown a great deal of confidence in keeping the whole squad going forward, and that includes the players who didn't play a lot of games last year but showed potential to play last year and glimpses of a quality player. And I've stuck with them and gave them the confidence to run into the season. They got a contract. Uh, they got the opportunity to play in a team in the National League and, and, and make a name for themselves and build their CV. Um, they, they have to repay that faith. And I've not seen it in some of them. I've just seen the same player I've seen last year and sometimes a little bit less. Um, and I can't tolerate it. Uh, you know, the fans won't tolerate it. People around me won't accept me losing games or conceding goals or not scoring goals, uh, whatever the gripe is. And I think that um, if there's quality players out there, we have to be in the market to improve it. Um, you know, we've shown our ability to attract players in Joel Easley and um, Adam Hamill. Um to sort of strengthen that left side, but um, and we're still really looking hard now to get a a strong left back, um, maybe another option defensively, um, you know. So we have flexibility in what we do, and also uh, I think we need a nine, a nine with presence, uh, power, pace, something that gets us up the pitch, gets us out of our half, keeps us up there as a goal threat. And at the moment we we seem to be lacking that, and I think. That, um, the challenge is up to Frank and Nile to raise the game and raise it to the highest level if they want to stay in the side. With that being said, then <coughs> uh, I wouldn't expect you, of course, to, to mention any names or anything. But just just give us for those who for those of us who don't work in football, what's the market like at this time of the season? How does that kind of the game? How does that side of the game operate? Um, well, it it the bottom line is, um, I mean, this is an issue with footballers. Too many professional footballers for each team. I mean, you look at some of the squads that are in the Premier League. Um, now, I know they carry these squads because they're in two or three competitions and they carry these squads to play, have so many players to play on the 23 football. But even clubs in, in, in League Two and League Three have like 30-odd professionals. Um, so there's a lot of players not getting football. 
There's a lot of good players not playing matches. Um, so clubs then want to circulate those players, get the match practice. We have to be careful because, you know, we don't want to uh, develop a player or get somebody fit for somebody else. We want a player that can come here and actually do a really good job for us and a good fit to our jigsaw. And I think... Um, but there is some really good players becoming available. Um, you know, these are players perhaps um, who the parent club has strengthened and they find themselves as the player that's sat in the stand and kicking their heels and the clubs want them out playing and they're hungry enough to want to play. So, um, And the, the several players that we're in sort of long, deep conversations with and we've made offers for, uh, we're just hoping that we become the, uh, the club that they decide is the best place for them. Um, you know, like I said, we worked really hard with Joe. And and I think the, the post-match comments wasn't um, a shot off over the bowels of the likes of Frank and all those players. It was really just reminding our fans that, that it isn't a lack of support from the board. It's um, the money's there. Um, we want to keep moving forward. I think we realise now we're in a tough league and that we've got to work extremely hard. We've got, the be- we've got, the best- we've got to get the best out of our players, get the best out of our training structures and then we need to get the best players to support that as we move forward because um, you know I, I was no fool I, th- I said it privately and I haven't said it publicly I thought that if we stay up this year it'd be as, as big an achievement as winning the league last year I think the league's that tough um, so uh, we, we, the fact that we've got 17 points at this stage of the season is good but we know now we're, we're really going to have to work extremely hard and do everything right to get results and that that might mean getting players who are fitter stronger faster and have better quality and um, there's players out there that we've made offers for so I'm looking forward to bringing them in Um, it was always going to be difficult to get them in time for tonight's training session and bed them in for Saturday's game but um, a lot of games still to come and um, you know, a real big week next week with two home games, which is going to be a real acid test for us, um, depending on how Saturday goes. So uh, if we can get players that come in and um, make the debut as you park on TV, then brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll park that one there for the time being. Then let's have a look at the weekend ahead. Um, long, long trip for many county fans leaving uh, early uh, Saturday morning. Just tell us what what do you expect to see from Sutton this weekend? Um, I've... I've, I've, I've Again, I've seen chalk and cheese from them. I've seen a team that's beaten Chesterfield 4-0, look like they've got a cut and thrust about them, getting in behind teams and, um, you know, they've got four good goals. And then I've seen them being a victim of similar play from from Harrogate. So um, I think what we've got to expect is that this is going to be a a strong, physical, well-organised, fit team uh, that have a little bit more energy and tempo and determination at home. Uh, like Boreham Wood, I think um, obviously we, we're aware it's a plastic pitch, so it should be a, a fairly fast game. Um, we trained on Astro all this week in preparation for the game, which is really important. I felt in terms of the speed of the game and the movement of the ball. Um, tough game. Um, they're on the back of a de- defeat or two. They'll be wanting to put it right. They're looking at us in the league table in our form and probably think this is a great opportunity like, to leapfrog these. And uh, we've got to be at our best, um, both physically, mentally and tactically, to make sure that um, that we come out with something from the game because we've got to stop this rot. Does it concern you, the, the distance? I know this, this, this is going to be a question that probably gets posed to you a few times this season, but it's a long way to go. Yeah, no, um, no, we... we 
we do everything as professional as we can. You know, we had a long trip to Yeovil. We've been to Boreham Wood. Um, last year we had similar trips to Yeovil and Barnet. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen... I mean, obviously there's a lot of anecdotal statistical work being done on home and away and travel and the, the advantages and disadvantages of it. Um, it is always harder for a team away from home. Um, partisan home crowd, locality, etc. But uh, I, I think... That, um, We'll just do things as professional as we can. We won't be short of energy on the day. Um, the club is backed. Um, we, you know, we, we stay at decent places, do everything right. Um, you know, it's important that we we are seen to be doing things right in our players. You know, uh, there were no excuses in terms of our preparation and how professional we've been going into the game. And it'd just be question when we got on that synthetic grass. It's just gone about our business well. James, big game as ever on Saturday. All the very best. Thanks so much. So interesting on um, transfers there. Yes, so you, I thought he was particularly poignant in a, in his interview with JK after the game on Saturday, um, where he quoted, oh, he, he was talking about having budget, um, so he's going to go and use it. He's, he's going to, you know, um, see what the market has to offer. And I thought I couldn't, I couldn't let that go without bringing it up this week. You know, as a fan, you want to know. Um, I understand he can't say names and he's not going to say the stage of negotiation with any players. But, you know, last week Adam Hamill was surprised on, on tours uh, and he was a player that all of a sudden everyone's tails went right up and he's a great sign and, and everything else. Um, so I was kind of, I wanted to know, uh, are we expecting anyone else? You know, what happens? And again, he kept his cards very close to his chest and... Um, I mean, I would be surprised if if we had a player that comes in before Saturday, but I was surprised last week. I don't think there will be, but it was interesting hearing him saying that if a player was to come in and make the debut at Edgeley Park on TV next week, I think that speaks volumes that he, he is actively looking. And he even went as far as name-dropping a couple of positions that he would look at, specifically the left-back and up-front positions. Um I think it's fair to say Dan Cowan is a little bit of a square peg in a round hole. He's a good player, but he's he's very clearly right side. He's a right foot player. He'd admit that himself, for um, sure. You know, and it, I think whereas at times he has covered well and he has played well, I don't think he's a long-term solution as a left-back. I'm not saying he's not a long-term fit in the squad, just maybe not as left-back. And there's no getting around the fact that Frank and Niall haven't, hit the heights of last season yet but they've both got niggly injuries John was saying um, in commentary last week um, you know both have, have been blighted a little bit by no serious injuries you know when it's almost more beneficial in some ways when you have something really bad that says right you're now out for six weeks Darren Stevenson for example horrible leg break he's out for ten weeks or whatever it was but you know that he's out for ten weeks then he's going to come back and he should be fitter and stronger. But when it's more niggles and knocks and pains that just don't go away and little little strains and things like that, um, it can be more infuriating because you keep trying, you keep putting your foot down on the gas, and then then you feel another tweak, and then you feel you know, and you're not for, for for too long. Fans see you out on the pitch, but you can't deliver what they have seen you deliver. Um, being a striker is a is a confidence business, you know. Whether you're Cristiano Ronaldo or whether you're Joe Bloggs playing in the Sunday League, you need to be having that confidence 
in within your game. Uh, and at the moment, Frank and Niall, to me, look like players that maybe are just lacking a little bit of confidence because they haven't got that edge, because their fitness hasn't been what it could be. There's no doubt in their quality of players, you know, that we saw last season. How many times did Frank mesmerise us, twisting defenders in and out? How many times did Niall Bell brush two centre-forwards off and power it into the top corner? These guys are good players, but at the moment, the rub of the green is not there. Yeah, it's, it is difficult to shake off, you know, because it gets in your head as well. And you're thinking, you know, am I... You're just thinking about it, aren't you? And that makes it really hard. But um, going back to the transfer thing... We talk about it all the time. Jim's always on the lookout, and at this at this level, you have to be. And but he, you know, he knows the players at this level and who's around, and he knows the other managers, he knows the other clubs. You know, he's, he's managed other clubs in at this kind of level, so he knows it inside out. So he's always on the lookout for new players. Adam Hamill is a, a player, you know, in point. He's, he's turned up out of nowhere and had an impressive debut. Debut, you thought? Exceptional signing. I thought. He did have a good debut. You know, will, it, will he have been happy that his debut was a 4 0 drubbing? No. Um, did he light up Edgerly Park and dictate the game? No. Did he show flashes? Did he show that he has a creative spark? Did he show that he can link up with the wingers, with the midfielders behind him, with the striker in front of him? Yes, he did. There was an exquisite touch outside of the boot, um, ball played round the corner in front of the Cheetle end on your debut, it takes the proverbials to do that. You've got to have stones <laughs> to, to even attempt cojones. some the, the cojones, yeah, uh, to, to try something like that. And you've got to know more than anything, you've got to know you can do it. Because if something, if you try something like that and you fall over your feet like you or I probably would, you're just going to make yourself look foolish on your, on your debut. You, you've not, a first impression goes a long way. He's pulled that out of the bag, and I think, yeah, I want to see more of that now. I want to see him moving around the front three. I want to see him linking up play. I want to see him helping out everywhere he can, really. So, happy for him. Um, he's got a couple of Jim Gannon training sessions under his belt now, so he'll be more in line with this no-fouls philosophy, which, of course, he gave the free kick away that led to the penalty decision. Um, I, I'm excited to see more, is the up and down of it. That makes him the player of the week and the one to watch. Unique yeah. distinction. We don't do that very often, or you don't do that very often. But he is a, a player who, okay, struggled um, to to make an impression at Liverpool. But once he went to Scotland, he was. Uh, you talk to to fans up there. You talk to people who, who watch Scottish football regularly. Look at those those YouTube videos, and um, and he's a cup winner, I think, with Saint Mirren. So you know his quality's proven and. As you say, just how, and you you spoke to me before, and, and you said that one of the advantages he's got is that he's not uh, he hasn't got that albatross around his neck of the other games lost. He's only lost one game. Yeah, I mean, he is the player to watch. He was the player of the week last week, um, uh, and it, it's because a Jim Gannon kept his cards a bit too close to his chest last week. We had no idea that that signing was coming through. We found out when everybody else did, um, so. We couldn't put him in as the one to watch last week. But on his career to date, I mean, you say about struggling to make an impression at, at Liverpool. Well, it was still enough for Rafa Benitez to give him a three-year deal. You know, if, if if that's not an impression, then 
I don't know where is Rafa Benitez. I mean, you're a Liverpool fan. I'm sure you hold Rafa in the highest of regards for what he brought Absolutely. to your club. So, um, so that that's that's quite impressive. And then when he moved to Scotland, um, you know, everyone's seen the clips of the goals inside his own half and whatever. And I've I've got colleagues that work in the SPL that were tweeting me when County signed him, saying he's a great player, not just for your club. He's a great signing. Full stop. It's it's not a congratulations. You're punching above your weight job. Um, that they were really impressed with the, with that move, and you know I think he will deliver on the on the on the stage when it comes to it. He's got that much experience under his belt. He's not your average Jim Gannon signing. You know he's not a he's not he's not a player who's twenty from two divisions below. <laughs> you know he's 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 a player. But I think when you look at him in the squad, and you've got Alex Currens, you've got Elliot Osborne. You've got, you know, uh, Adam Thomas, whoever. They're going to learn. Book it. The, the, the experience that these guys are going to learn from him, which says to me he's the player to watch this week, not just for the fans, but for the players as well. If you're Elliot Osborne on the pitch and you're struggling because I don't think you're going to be struggling. I think Elliot's a great player. I've said before, I think he's probably our most gifted player. But County as a whole have been struggling lately. If you're Elliot Osborne, if you're um, uh, Paul Turnbull, if you are... Conor DeMeo or Adam Thomas or anyone, whoever might start on, on Saturday, give the ball to Adam as often as you can. Be, he's going to be the player to watch for the other players. Yeah, absolutely. And he's the kind of player who will want the ball. You know, he's, wanna, he's going to want to show what he can do. First game is a, lo- uh, a loss. He's got, I'm sure he's thinking, I've got so much more to prove. I, you know, as you say, I want to show these young lads, I want to show these fans what I've got. So, and he's a player who who needs the ball, who wants the ball, who you know the way that he will get through games is having about as much ball as possible. So I'm sure he he would want want the ball. Yeah, he's, you you can see right away. I was quite impressed actually. The first twenty minutes or so before before everything went wrong against Torquay, there was quite a lot going right, and there was a lot of players showing for the ball and. I, th- I thought they wanted to come out after four defeats on the bounce. They wanted to come out and show that they weren't shying away. You know, there was no lack of fight in there. So players like Adam Thomas and Adam as well, um, uh, Adam Hamill as well, showing for the ball. Say, give me the ball. Give me the. He, Adam Hamill didn't have that five-game, four-game defeat thing around his neck, like you were saying before the the albatross. I must admit, I've not heard of the saying. Have you not heard of that albatross saying? Albatross around the neck. Have a look, Google it. Wouldn't it, it? I bet it get really aggressive if you tried to put an albatross around your neck. It'd try and get away. Anyway, um, it comes from the rhyme of the ancient mariner. But you know, a literary reference for you there. You are a fountain of knowledge. I like that. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, it's a tough spell. There is no. We're not going to dress it up. We can't dress it up. There's nothing we can do to dress it up. Um, it's not a great spell, but with players like Adam Hamill on board um, and Jim saying, even, even if he doesn't bring anyone else in before Saturday or before next week, if you're Frank, if you're Elliot, if you're uh, Adam Thomas, Dan Cowan, Sam Walker, whoever it is, if you're one of those players who, who are in the team, that is your feet dragged a little bit closer to the fire there to say, Everybody needs to up their game. And this is the gaffer saying, come on, you've still got the shirt, prove you can keep it. And one thing we also discussed was um, the fans have got their part to play in this. You know, we've probably been people shouting down their phones at us, at at their PCs at the moment. What are you talking about? Why are you so optimistic? This is terrible. Um, 
But the, the fans have their part to play in this. You know, it's another tough game on the road. Early starts for everybody in London on Saturday. But the fans' optimism, the fans' belief, and the fans' knowledge of what this squad is actually capable of is a big part of turning this around. I disagree with any fan who disagrees with us. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. This is a, it's a game of opinion and everything else. Someone, someone commented on a tweet or something last week saying... Um, Chris Ridgway talks too much. <laughs> as a on the ra- podcast, as yeah. a radio host, as a, yeah, I would a radio host on a podcast. I'll yeah. stop talking, shall I? You listen to some dead air. No, um, I, it's a game of opinions. Ultimately, you know, p- people are going to see things differently. But one thing we one thing we can all agree on, or a few things we can all agree on, is this squad is capable of competing. We've seen it. We've seen them do it last season. We've seen them do it this season. We know they are able to compete with these teams and hang at this level. It's a, it's about it's about doing it consistently. Jim Gannon said in his, his interview tonight, it would be a bigger achievement staying up in this division than winning the league last season, which I thought was a big statement from the gaffer. But I, it's one I also believe they're capable of doing, as I believe they were capable of winning the league last season. I think they are capable of kicking on uh, and doing that. One, one group we do have to give a shout-out to, though, is the fans. Not the fans of this show, because we don't, we've already determined, are they fans or are they listeners? <laughs> I don't know. But um, all the people, myself included, who are leaving to go to Sutton at somewhere between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock in the morning, who have got this on on the way down, you absolute troopers. Shout out to you. This is, this is amazing. I, I hope everyone gives a little cheer in the car or on the train or wherever you listen to this on the way. Um, because uh, this is what it's all about. This is why we came to this level, to, to have these big away trips. Um, and I, th- I do honestly believe that the gaffer is hes a county man. The manager and the captain are Stockport County men. And it, they want to get out of this rut just as much as we do. Absolutely. And there's, you know, there's more... I, I can see why he says that. It would be a real achievement to, to stay up in this league. You know, just look at the, the, the two games coming up after Sutton. You've got Dagenham and Redbridge, and then you've got Hartlepool. You've got the Monkey Hangers. So, you know, two two teams with league pedigree. You know, big big teams. It, it will be an achievement. Yeah, uh, it's on telly as well, uh, the Hartlepool game, which is uh, added pressure, added incentive for the players. You know, this is what comes with playing at a higher level. But um, will it be a bigger achievement? I'm not sure I completely agree, but I can see where he's coming from. I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, maybe not more of an achievement in terms of, as a fan, what do you want? What do you go to the football for? What do you go to the game for? It's those big moments. And, you know, especially when when they're, when they're rare, you know, uh, as you remember them. So in, in that way, but probably in pure footballing set in terms, in terms of... You look at the squad and his budget, and then you look at the the other squads and the budgets and the experience of some of the other sides. Then, just on pure logic, we'll give it to him. But on emotion, no, we're having that season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, heart and head. I, th- I think so. But it, yeah, it's it's a massive week for County. The next seven days, the the Sutton and Hartlepool and and, and Dagenham, they're they're massive games and. You know, you've got to believe that the players will rise to the occasion, whether it's the squad as we know it or, or new arrivals as well. And um, just one final thing, I've got you a present. You've got me a present. Yes. Whatever could it be? It's 
it's a coaster. It's an with it's got a lovely little design. It's got a football and a county scarf, and it's by a local artist, Lucy Burgess. I was in the covered market in Stockport, and I think you got three for a tenner. And um, my good lady, Mrs. Wife, not wife person, wanted partner, wanted um, one with the 192 bus on. I don't know why. She's obsessed <laughs> with the 192 bus. She, she probably hasn't been on it for about 15 years. Um, <laughs> but And then there was a lovely one of the covered market as well. And third choice, I went for the that scarf. Is... And I thought, I know someone who will enjoy this. And that... next week, you might even get a brew to go on it. I was going to say, you've not given me a brew to <laughs> test it out. But uh, that, is, that is lovely. That's th- Thank you very much. I'm going I'm to put a picture of this. Yeah, on our Twitter feed. Do and then tag in Lucy, who's a local artist who did it, because uh, and get down to the covered market in Stockport, um, because there's loads of great things like that. Um, you can listen to full match commentary of Stockport County's trip to Sutton United on Saturday on Imagine 104.9 FM with Mr. John Kieran and Mr. Chris Ridgway. Chris, thanks. Thank you. Thank you.